0: Welcome to episode number 16 of the Beyond 24 Days podcast. In today's episode, Ken gives up cheese once and for all. That and catching up on all the meals we missed in the past two weeks. Stick around. Welcome to the Beyond 24 Days podcast with your host, Broken Ken. Beyond 24 Days is focused on healthier living by promoting whole and natural foods while supporting your local, responsible producers. You can follow us on social media Beyond 24 Days, where we share our food ideas and recipes. And now your hosts, Brooke and Ken.
1: Hi everybody. Welcome to episode number 16. And if you live in the Northeast region, just like we do, you are covered in snow right now.
0: The snow apocalypse has arrived. But it's not welcome. Yeah, no. Uh, Lately, we've been having nice weather in the 50s and almost 70s. 70s. So this is uh, quite the opposite. Well, so not that we have, you know, some explaining to do, but we have been sort of MIA for the past two weeks. So I know Brooke has a lot of food to go over.
1: Yeah, we've been busy eating (laughs)
0: lots of food. So I guess you're all wondering what happened between me and cheese. Well, word on the streets is we had an epic confrontation, and cheese won. Although in the end, I win because I'm never eating cheese ever again.
1: I think it was a combination, though. You not only ate cheese, but you drank seltzer from a can, which always seems to do you in.
0: And we had cake. (laughs) It was a birthday party that we were at, and against my better judgment, usually a slice of pizza or two, doesn't really bother me, but this time around, I had three slices of pizza, and I don't know what kind of cheese it was. It was like four inches thick. (laughs) All I know is uh, later that night, I just couldn't sleep. I couldn't get comfortable. In fact, I was that sick, that sick and that bloated that literally nothing I did made it any better. So after that, I decided that Cheese and I were no longer friends. We unfriended each other on Facebook, and it's now official. I hate cheese. Oh, no, I don't hate cheese. I just, I'm going to avoid cheese from now on because it just was an epic, disastrous combination.
1: I think this creates a conflict of interest between us because I still have a love affair.
0: But you have to get over it. You have to get over it. It's just, it's me or cheese, Brooke. Get a pick. I don't like the fact that you pause in your voice. Anyway, as we mentioned, you know, life happens and sometimes the podcast kind of gets pushed around. So unfortunately for us, the podcast got skipped and we actually are taking advantage of snow day today and recording our podcast for all of our listeners. Actually, we had intentions of recording earlier during the snow day, but here we are at the end of the day recording. Either way. Yeah, either way. We're, we're still we're still recording. I know everyone is itching to hear what we've been eating for the past two weeks, but one of the topics that we wanted to talk about was advice. When Brooke and I first started losing weight, it came off, now I wouldn't say rapidly, but it did come off rather quickly. People started to notice and people were enthusiastic about our weight loss. They wanted to know, what are you guys doing? What can you tell me? What kind of advice can you give me? And we were more than happy to share with people our advice. And here it is. um, Two years later, we have both maintained the weight loss. And we, I guess we lose a little bit now and again, but I haven't put on any weight since. And it's funny because now when people ask for our advice, they act as if we haven't had any success at all.
1: It's like. Yeah, the enthusiasm just kind of started to wane after so long. And it's more, it's funny because it's more or less like people just look at us, like when I sit down to eat lunch at work, it's like, what's she eating today? When before it used to be like, oh, what are you eating today?
0: Right, and now it's like, oh, you're skinny. You don't understand what it's like. And it's like, well, no, we, you know, this is this is the end result of hard work. And, we, and continued hard work and we we do know what it's like to struggle with weight loss so it's it's just kind of funny and it's also kind of frustrating when people will ask for our advice now and we try to give it to them but they'll counteract it with something completely different and it's it's to the point where it's almost like well would you like our advice or do you not want the advice
1: right you you don't eat dairy you don't cook with dairy Oh, well, then well, I, how do you get your calcium?
0: Right. Oh, well, I could never, you know, oh, I, I have to go and, and treat myself to Starbucks or I have to go and treat myself to Shamrock Shake. It's that time of the year. <laughs> I, I've got to go, you know, I can't live without fast food, that sort of a thing. And so it it gets frustrating for us because when we first started all this, we used to eat out a lot, We a lot of fast food a lot of not really Starbucks, but you know, the, the flavored drinks, we would drink a lot of our calories, sweet tea. Oh my gosh. We would drink so much sweet tea Uh, and yeah. And it's funny because, you know, at the time we, we really struggled. I I don't want to say that we really struggled with it, but it it was a thing that it was in our minds and then we knew it was something that wasn't good for us. And we had just developed these awful habits. We had that mentality that we can't live without this when in reality, uh, we are living, we are thriving without that. It's quite easy, too. Right. And and it's, you know, when we travel, you know, people are like, well, how, how can you not stop and get fast food when you travel? It's pretty easy. We usually.
1: Pack a peanut butter and jelly lunch for right. the car.
0: We're usually prepared ahead of time or we'll try to source that. We're really weird where we source out restaurants. We, we kind of know where we're going to eat. When we travel, we already sort of have like food destinations picked out. I don't know if that's just us. No, I
1: mean, I don't think you would be that way if it weren't for me. I do have slight OCD when it comes to something. So I'm like, I got to know what I'm eating. I got to know what's in that restaurant, where that restaurant is.
0: When I choose, we end up at Wegmans at the (laughs) do-it-yourself salad bar where I load up on Indian food. So, okay, fine. Brooke plans it out. I just kind of wing it. It yeah. turns. Hey, you know what though? The few times that I have, like, you know, I'm going to wing it. It actually hasn't been so bad. Okay. Uh, oh man. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's what we're trying to say is, you know, when we when we offer advice, please remember that we used to struggle with weight loss. We used to think we're going to hit the gym hard and we're not going to focus on nutrition at all. And you know, it's it, it we. We've been there. We've struggled, and this is our experience. This is our success, and we're just trying to share that with people.
1: Well, I'd like to also point out that you and I are not walking around, just walking up to people and being like, hey, man, you shouldn't eat that. We are right. pretty like quiet when it comes to things. I would never tell somebody that what they're eating is bad for them or gross. I mean, everybody makes their own decisions. Um, so f- for me, if somebody asks me, Then I open up, and I I usually do it kind of slowly too, because I gauge people. I don't. People get so offensive. I I just don't ever want to offend anybody. Mm -hmm. So if you ask me, I will answer questions for you the best I can. Um, One thing I feel like people do I I don't don't, just leave my kids out of my (laughs) out of my my lifestyle. They're not neglected they're They're quite nourished.
0: They do eat junk food just
1: because I haven't bought them a shamrock shake doesn't mean that we don't love them. They drink milk. they eat pop tarts. they they're I, I assure everybody my kids are happy, normal kids who occasionally eat vegan food from yes. time to time.
0: And occasionally, I'll tap into some of that cookie crisp that's in the upper drawer and I will help myself to maybe some cookie crisp and lucky charms. Oh my God! It's new, a two-way street. The
1: Newmans own mint Oreos. I'm gonna do some placement right there.
0: Yeah, I think. Um, to die for. We had talked about uh, doing like a, a live video on Instagram of us going shopping and and just some of the things that we have found that we really like that are. I don't want to say healthy, but they're healthier. Better alternatives. options for yeah. you. And so that's something that we're going to work on for the future. Another thing, too, that we're talking about, I'm getting ahead of myself, aren't I? But we talked about doing a live broadcast from our kitchen where we actually prepare a meal and sort of bring you guys along with us. So that's going to take some work to sort of set up. We're not 100% sure how to do it, but we'll figure it out.
1: So to wrap up this segment about advice, giving and taking, I just want to say This was pretty much the whole reason for this podcast. We had people who were genuinely interested in what we're doing, how we're living, how we're being, and maintaining success. So for the people who really want to listen, we're doing this for you. And thank you.
0: Right. And we want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. And for those of you that are new to the podcast, the first half of the show, we usually talk about a topic. And then the second half of the show, we talk about the food. So if you are tired of all the talking, you can skip ahead and go right to the food section of the podcast. But don't skip ahead, though. Stick around. We want you to listen to the whole podcast. Absolutely. Well, what else? What else we got?
1: Well, before we move on to the food, I guess one thing that um, people who follow along on our social media may have seen pop up in our feed that is not food related. Oh, yes. uh, The hard cider run, which is Probably one of our favorite things because not only is it in our favorite town, but we are huge fans of cider.
0: Yes, so the event coordinator for the Hard Cider Run, which is Sourfish, I guess it's Sourfish Events or Sourfish Entertainment Group or whatever it is, they reached out and wanted to know if I would like to become an ambassador for the Hard Cider Run. Mm-hmm. The Hard Cider Run is, is, isn't just run uh, near us, it's also in Virginia. Charlottesville, Virginia, Warwick Valley, New York, Portland, Maine, Lansing, Michigan, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Chicago, Illinois, and there's also a virtual version of the Hard Cider Run as well. Anyway, part of being an ambassador is if you use Kenny B5 during your checkout, you can save yourself $5 on your registration.
1: Which is a really good deal, because if you do early registration, it's only about $25. Take that $5 off, right?
0: I think so. So anyway, uh, we'll put I already put everything on the blog anyway, but I'll share it again. Um, and it's just a fun event that we really enjoy. Um, the one that's near us is in the town where we got married, so... There's a lot of sentimental values, but we also do enjoy going back. And um, I'm not sure how it's set up in every town, but the hard cider run that we participate in, you run through the wine orchard. And so, is it a wine orchard? What do you well, call that? Well, it's
1: the winery and the apple orchard. Oh, because yeah.
0: Because the, the words, Hauser Estate
1: wine winery does wine, and they also have a huge apple cider production.
0: Oh, right. So, you run through the vineyards? hmm and all through the woods. And it's a crazy fun event that we really enjoy. And I'm happy to share that coupon code with you guys. I encourage you, if it's in your town, look it up. Um, you know, the, the virtual race, we've done a couple virtual races. Um, but since this one is more themed with hard cider, I'm not sure how you would do a virtual version of this. But
1: because I mean, really, you're running for that hard cider at the end of the race.
0: Right. Unless you set up. It's
1: just not as fun to like run to your fridge yeah. and grab unless, the cider from your...
0: <laughs> unless you set up a, a six-pack of hard cider somewhere... <laughs> three miles down the road. Three <laughs> miles down the road and run to it. That, there, there's some reward there. You should probably get to it before anybody else does, though, because you might get in trouble for leaving alcohol. By, or by you could around. be
1: extra challenging or punishing to yourself and yes. sign up for the second perk of the race, which is called the... Hardest. Hum- No, the Hungry Apple. The Hungry
0: Apple. Oh, (laughs) my gosh. So we did the hard cider run last year, and in my eagerness to obtain as many medals as we could, I noticed there was an option for the Hungry Mile. And at every mile, you eat an apple cider donut. This sounded really awesome until the day of the race. It was um, unseasonably warm that day. (laughs) And after the first mile... I didn't really want to eat that donut.
1: Well, he you you said to me we have to eat a donut at every mile and I'm thinking it's like a little donut hole. Mm -mm. No, it was a donut. This was like a a full pound donut at each mile.
0: So the first group, they were sticklers. They wanted to see you physically eat the entire donut before they would sign off and let you go. And you know what? Even though we stopped and ate a donut at every mile, we still finished around like forty minutes, or maybe it was a I think it was
1: thirty nine minutes actually.
0: So take that. We were running pretty hard. (laughs) The last donut stand, I do remember because we kept catching up to that guy. And we got to the last stand and I noticed that the guy took a bite and then crumbled his up, put it in his watered bottle and threw it in the trash. So I think we followed suit. I don't remember eating the last donut. I don't
1: think I would have made it to the finish line. I kind of felt like throwing up a little
0: bit. (laughs) But uh, it was a fun race. It's a really great time. I highly suggest if you're really interested in it, Check it out. Uh, It's the Hard Cider Run. I think it's hardciderrun.com. And it'll have a list of all the events located near you. If there's one near you, check it out. They're really fun. And you can use the coupon code KennyB5 at checkout. Save yourself five bucks on registration. And uh, call it a day. Yeah. Well, so anyway, that'll pretty much wrap up everything I think we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Beforehand. Why don't we take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the food. Lots of food. Lots of food. Welcome back, everybody. Before we jump into the food, I actually do have a pick this week to share with all of you. Um, Last week, we were catching up on our documentaries when we watched a documentary called Food Chains. Mm -hmm. And it's about the... Big commercial growers, and you know, essentially how the tomato gets from the field to your plate, and with sort of a lack of a better way of understanding it or, or describing it, how they essentially use illegal immigrants as cheap labor to harvest the produce. And it really just took a a fascinating look from the perspective of these field laborers and how just one cent more per produce, per tomato,
1: per pound, per
0: pound would completely change their lives. Anyway, it was just a a really eye-opening documentary. I thought it was just really insightful and super informative. So coming off the heels of that documentary, we were at the library, and I was looking around and I found this book called The American Way of Eating. By Tracy McMillan, and the author sort of goes undercover, and she joins these harvesting crews in California and, and actually all over the United States, and how she pretends as if she's just looking for work and, and doesn't lead on that she's you know a, an undercover reporter, and um, it's just a it's a fascinating book. It's really eye opening as well. It's sort of brought what the documentary was showing us sort of to life in this book. And it was really well written. And then um, the author, she sort of takes it a step further and goes from the field where she is a, um, a harvester. And then she gets a job in the local grocery chains in the produce section and then goes from there to working in the kitchens and, and how the food that we've come to rely on today is more, more or less it's, you know, Vacuum sealed and microwaved at the restaurant when we go out to dinner, and how cooking in the home is so undervalued. So it was a really great book. I highly recommend it. And uh, yeah, so that's my pick for this week. Short and sweet.
1: And to piggyback off that though, something that I had mentioned, and when I said it, you were like, "Oh, you know what?" Kind of reminds me of the book that I just got done reading. When I said how. It doesn't matter what night of the week we go out anymore. The restaurants in this area just seem to be packed all the time. It used to be Monday night. You would drive by a restaurant and it would be a ghost town. Now it seems like people just don't cook. Like everybody is just always going out to eat.
0: Yeah, I don't remember the specific figures now, but I think it's something in the ballpark of 15 to 30% of the meals that Americans consume or cooked at home, and the rest is all outside of the home. It's pretty crazy when you look at it like that.
1: I found that since we've started cooking our meals mainly at home, that I just don't want to go anywhere to eat anymore. You and I have such a hard time when we do decide to go out to eat. I feel like we have such a hard time figuring out where we're going. Because we don't do chains anymore. We don't right. do Applebee's or TGI Fridays. So it's becoming more of a challenge for us to pick a place that's going to satisfy what we want.
0: Well, that's the other thing, too, is we'll pick a place, but then we'll end up picking it apart or we'll leave and we're not 100% happy with our choices. We kind of just, you know, we settled for what was available.
1: Except for the Indian Buffet.
0: Yeah, that's the only one that I... I, Yeah, that's true. That's the only one that we haven't really ever complained about. We're just complainers. Man, you can't please anybody these days. (laughs) So anyway, I know we have a lot of food to talk about. So why don't we just get right on into it?
1: Sure. And I would like to point out that my crazy meal planning, I wanted to say, is going successfully. I have a regular-sized notebook, a one-subject notebook, And I have it divided into eight boxes, and each box is a week. So I have successfully turned my first page in my meal planning binder, which means we are now going into our ninth week of my meal planning, and it's going great. I have only had to take some things out, rearrange things, I'm going to say in the last eight weeks, maybe about four, four times. Yeah. So I'm really proud of myself. It has made my grocery shopping so much easier just to sit down, make a grocery look list, excuse me, and be like, okay, this is what I need. This, 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 and this. I go through my Pinterest recipes, make a grocery list, and I feel like we've been staying on track with budget and with what we're eating.
0: Yes, the planning has Paid off.
1: My crazy planning.
0: Successful planning. Proper planning.
1: So let's dive into the food.
0: Mm. And I know
1: usually I start off by saying my favorite meal this week was like our meatless meal. But I am going to contradict myself and say that two of the best meals that I've made in the last two weeks have had meat in them. And I know you agree with at least one of them. What's that? The chicken shawarma. Oh,
0: definitely. That was amazing.
1: It was the most flavorful f- food I think I have ever made. The spice combination in that meal was out of this world. It was cinnamon and turmeric, cumin, chili powder, it, all sorts of stuff. Tons of garlic. There was a lot of garlic oh, yeah. in that.
0: I bit into that. I feel like Andrew Zimmern. <laughs> mm, so good.
1: It was... It was good. And we had found some oat and flaxseed pitas at bJ's, oh, yeah. um, so we uh, took the chicken and we put them inside those pitas. And I actually made um a garlic sauce to go on top of that. And we I think we just made that entire thing into a meal. We didn't really have sides or anything going on with nope. that. It was just absolutely amazing. And my second favorite meal from the last two weeks was also a chicken meal. It was a coconut lime chicken.
0: Oh, that was good too.
1: It was so good. It was like a almost like a curried coconut milk, and it had lots of lime juice in it. And I paired that with a stewed cumin black bean. And I did a crinkle cut zucchini with a little bit of Creole spice on top of that. It was a really flavorful meal with spicy sides. It complemented each other really well.
0: It was pretty good. I liked it.
1: So I guess we'll start backwards. The last podcast, excuse me, I had told you guys to stay tuned for the Dragon Bowls. Oh, yeah. They were really good. We... Went for the route with egg in it instead of making it a vegan bowl. But you can just omit that egg and it would be a total vegan meal. Base of the bowl was rice and there was roasted chickpeas, sweet potatoes, broccoli, and what else was in there? Cauliflower, some roasted cauliflower. And there was actually raw sliced carrot and raw sliced cucumber rolled up in the bowl we topped the soft cooked egg on top of that almost like a ramen egg and we drizzled it with a really sweet semi-spicy peanut sauce
0: yeah it was like a homemade sauce the raw vegetables gave it that crisp like snap when you bit into it and they were it was very refreshing <clears throat> such a good meal
1: Next was our meatless Monday meal. It was a slow cooker coconut quinoa curry. It's a mouthful, but Mm. it was absolutely delicious. I don't use my slow cooker too much during the school year because I work at the school and I work early hours. And by the time I get home, the stuff is usually done and Ken doesn't get home from work for like another three hours. But this was a really fast, slow cooker meal. If you don't want something that's going to sit all day and you have three hours, just quick throw it in. It's all it took was three hours. Sweet potatoes, broccoli, quinoa, and tomatoes, and lots of coconut milk. I used to try colored quinoa to give it a little bit of color. And I topped that with some raw purple cabbage and some tuxedo style sesame seeds, black and white.
0: Another one that was pretty good.
1: it was delicious.
0: It makes our soups so much more better.
1: <laughs> Tuesday's soup was a excuse me potato and butter bean soup. um we've watched so many documentaries. Forks Over Knives, Rip Eschelstein, always comments about how butter beans are one of his favorite beans because they're extremely hearty and extremely filling. Mm-hmm. And I have to say this soup had so many minimal ingredients. It it was literally just tomatoes, butter beans, and potatoes, and a few spices in the broth. But the beans were extremely filling, and it was a really hearty soup.
0: It was like double potato <laughs> In fact, I think in the picture we had bread with it, and the bread, I think, was a little too much. Yeah. It was that filling. It was really good.
1: One of Ken's favorite dishes is his salmon. So we had a salmon in the last two weeks, a cranberry honey salmon, and I had some purple potatoes that we roasted along with rainbow carrots.
0: Yes, and we deviated from the recipe a little bit because you were supposed to marinate— the salmon? Was that what it was? No.
1: We deviate it from the recipe because I waited too long to add this to my meal prep. Oh. And I could not, for the life of me, find any fresh cranberries. So unfortunately, we had to use a whole berry cranberry sauce. Oh. And there was a few substitutions. That yeah, was good. It, it was delicious. It was really sweet, and it went really well with the potatoes and the carrots.
0: It was good. I really liked that one.
1: So that rounded out the first week that we missed with you guys. The second week...
0: Is that where the chicken shawarma oh, comes in? I'm sorry.
1: In? No. We, we did have one more meal this past week, and it was a Spanish chickpea stew with spinach. We also served that with rice, but it was a really, really thick... Stew, um really rich tomato base, chickpeas, spinach, and lots of spices it um
0: was there pepper in that like actual was, pepper it was
1: like a I
0: like, don't think there was
1: you mean bell pepper, yeah, no, no oh. there was.
0: Because it almost tasted... It had the same, like, taste of, like, a stuffed bell pepper. That's what I... That's why I kept getting a lot of that sort of a, a feedback when I was It eating.
1: had chili powders. Maybe that's and, what it was. And stuff like that in it.
0: It was really good, though. I, I really enjoyed that.
1: Really thick, really hearty, and extremely filling, especially with the rice. It was actually a little too much, and I couldn't finish my meal that night.
0: Just goes to show you, just because it's plant-based doesn't mean that it's not filling at all. So the butter beans that we had before... And on top of this, the Spanish chickpea stew. This was also another one that was also super filling. Delicious, too.
1: And moving on to another meatless meal, as we go into the next week's worth of food, and also I did another slow cooker meal, another fast slow cooker meal, where it only took about three hours in the crock pot. we had farro chili.
0: Oh, yeah, it was good stuff. And it was
1: so good. It was... um, Kidney beans and tomatoes, your typical chili base, but instead of ground beef, I threw farro in there, and it cooked in the crock pot, and the farro plumped up, and it was, it was just as filling as having a ground beef in the chili.
0: And that one you topped with some homemade guac.
1: Yes, I did, and served it with a side of fruit salad. Hmm.
0: Very appetizing.
1: <laughs> Last week's Soup Tuesday was, again, another delicious meal. We did a wild rice and vegetable soup. It was my first time that I cooked with wild rice that wasn't out of a box from the middle of an aisle in a grocery store. We got this. It was a nice quality wild rice from Central Market.
0: From the grain shop. From the grain shop. Did you know that wild rice is grass? Were you telling me that? I told you that. It's like grass clippings. (laughs) You shouldn't tell me these things. That's mm-hmm. all I could think about. But the taste is anything but grass. It
1: delicious. was delicious. This had onions, tomatoes, carrots, and I want a little cookie with the carrots. I wanted to add a little color for the picture. So instead of just using orange carrots, I used orange, purple, and white carrots in mm. the soup. It had mushrooms in it. I To me... That kind of made the soup. I'm starting to become such a huge fan of mushrooms, and they were so nice in the soup. And there was green beans in the soup as well.
0: Hmm. Wonderful.
1: And it was even better the next day, I think, when we took it for lunch. So moving on. We already talked about that. Sorry. Scrolling
0: through the old Instagram (laughs) feed, trying to catch up.
1: We did a really quick meal. If you're looking for a quick weeknight meal... Or a meatless Monday meal. We did Thai veggie sandwiches.
0: Oh, yeah, they were good.
1: So you start with your base, your bread. We did a crusty, um, like whole wheat baguette kind of roll. Mm -hmm. Slice it in half, and you have a spicy sriracha peanut sauce that you slather on either side of the bread. And it was so simple. It was just cucumbers. Onions, purple cabbage, and red pepper. Top that with cilantro. If you're one of those people like myself who like it, I know there's some people who can't tolerate cilantro.
0: Mom is packed with it. <laughs> it's good.
1: And that's pretty much it. That was the sandwich. And we just kind of noshed on fruit as our side. And it was even a good lunch. It could even be a good lunch.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to lie, I had two sandwiches because I just. I like a good old hearty sandwich.
1: Well, you don't feel guilt after you eat something like that. So we ended last week with tofu. We did a honey and soy tofu. Um, This one was cooked a little bit different. And I think the way the recipe had this one cooked led it to be extremely flavorful. Mm -hmm. We cooked the tofu completely plain. Most of the time when you have a tofu recipe, they will tell you to marinate your tofu so that it sucks in whatever you're marinating it in. So we were a little skeptical about this at first, Um, but we did and it got nice and golden and crispy. So the marinade was honey, soy sauce, hoisin sauce, um, a Chinese five spice, which I know you love. And garlic. And garlic. Mm-hmm. Lots of garlic. As soon as that marinade hit the pan with the crispy tofu, it just totally sucked everything up. So you had every last bit of flavor. In that tofu it was really good,
0: yeah the direction said to let the sauce sort of caramelize, but it honestly didn't have a chance as soon as we put it in the bowl the tofu just absorbed everything
1: and it was nice because the tofu wasn't like sticky no. or yucky sometimes how when you have the marinade on top of it yeah it it was delicious. We served that with rice and roasted broccoli oh and you Put a little bit of uh, crushed cashew yep. on top of that.
0: In fact, I took it to work the next day, and a coworker asked me mm-hmm. if it was steak. And when <laughs> I told him it was tofu, he didn't believe me because it it had like it looked like steak because of how brown it was. From the soy sauce. Yeah, it just looked like steak, and he was in not he was in disbelief.
1: <laughs> so some pictures that actually went up on Instagram today since we started our week, uh, meatless Monday, great meal. Is a spiced samosa patty.
0: Oh yeah, these were really good.
1: It was. It's literally just the filling from the inside of the samosa. If you're looking for a healthier way to eat it, and you don't want to eat a deep fried samosa, right? It was just mashed potato, peas, onions, curry powder, garlic, and some pepper, and mash it up. Make some patties out of it. Dredge it in whatever kind of flour you want, whether that's a gluten-free flour mixture or plain flour.
0: The recipe called for (laughs) gluten-free.
1: And it also calls for a vegan butter spread to fry them in. We opted to use coconut oil, and it turned out amazing. I mean, I guess that
0: counts as a vegan spread. Coconut yeah. oil. I wouldn't yeah. spread that on anything to eat it, but.
1: Maybe just to give it the buttery taste. Probably. I don't know.
0: Well, it turned out really well.
1: It did. They were nice and crispy on the outside. It was almost like eating an Indian curried hash brown. It was pretty good. They were amazing.
0: I was a little confused about what to actually put on it. Did, did I want to put ketchup on it, sriracha? Or I used
1: hoisin sauce.
0: Yeah, I didn't know what to put on it. I, so I just treated it like it was home fries and put a, a mixture of sriracha and ketchup, and it was. Not a bad, not bad idea.
1: <laughs> and to wrap up what we've eaten, today is Tuesday, and it is Soup Tuesday in our house. And since we are fast approaching St. Patrick's Day, mm-hmm. I wanted to put a little Irish spin on something this week. So we did a Irish cabbage and white bean stew. And this was absolutely delicious. Somebody's probably going to wonder what makes it Irish. I always have that one friend who I love who always texts me and says, what makes your dish Irish?
0: I'm, it's got it in the name.
1: <laughs> so um, this actually was long cooked on the stove. It takes about an hour for mm. everything to boil. Um, it was chock full of veggies, super healthy. There was celery, carrots, Lots of onion, potato, half a head of cabbage, but the spices, I think, were what really made it delicious. There was caraway seeds, so that sort of reminded me a little bit of like Reuben, rosemary, thyme, parsley, lots of garlic, and then the addition of great white northern beans, and tomatoes.
0: Yes. Such a hearty soup. There's so much that went into it. It was so good.
1: So those were the meals that we have eaten in the last two weeks. And I encourage you to look at the blog, check out the recipes, and try them if anything caught your eye.
0: I was playing around with Instagram and uh, was making some videos for our, I don't know what that's called, our feed. It's sort of like Snapchat. You have a, you have your feed on Instagram. So if you go on there, I, I post some of just goofy videos of our food.
1: So uh, let's talk about meals that you can look forward to seeing on our social media. And to finish out this week, I don't have very many meals because, yay, Ken and I are traveling. We are taking our annual trip that we treat ourselves to. Treat
0: yourself. Yes.
1: So there will be a few days of travel. So I'm going to go through the rest of this week and I'm going to go into next week just in case we, you know fall into skip, skip the trap of life again and skip, skip a, a week.
0: Yeah, We'll try not to keep doing that. <laughs> try not to make it a habit, but I don't know why. Just the, the winter blues, I guess, have us down. So any chance that we get to break away, we, we certainly take it. We run with it.
1: <laughs> All right. Anyway, so what's
0: coming up, Brooke? Coming
1: up, we have a Chinese crispy chicken. So your Chinese fake out hashtag will be coming up tomorrow. Chinese fake out. I'm going to do a coconut crusted cod. Mm. Uh, Meatless Monday for next week. Meatless Monday. Next week. Yeah, we're skipping a few days and going right to next week. Meatless Monday. I know you'll be happy about this one. Taste of India, cauliflower, chickpea, tiki masala. Ooh. Soup Tuesday will be a sweet potato tortilla soup.
0: Mm, That sounds good.
1: We'll move on with Kung Pao chicken meatballs.
0: Another Chinese fake out?
1: Another one. I'm going to do a banana pepper and tomato baked chicken. A traditional Polish beef goulash. Veggie fritters. And I know I have cod in the lineup, but I want to get one last citrus blast in because we're coming up on the end of winter and our citrus, our good citrus will be no more. So I'm going to do a grapefruit honey marinated cod.
0: Ooh. Hey, you know it is spring. No, it's not. It's not spring not yet? Not yet. Oh, oh, that's right. Get well, with it. <laughs> well, we put the clocks back. I thought that meant that it was spring. No,
1: March 20th is the first oh, day man. of spring.
0: Well, winter's trying to get in our last few kicks with this blizzard that we got today. Didn't get as much snow as that they were calling for, but...
1: I'm making all making right its rounds.
0: That. Yeah. Do we have any more food coming up? Or did you say it all? Sorry.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna stop there because right, I'm gonna give off. ourselves credit and say we'll do another podcast before, you know, we all go right. into any more.
0: I'm sure we will. No, <laughs> we'll we'll definitely try to work on getting another podcast out. Hate to leave you guys hanging for so long. Oh wait, I forgot to mention, since we did have snowstorm today, I prepared Some epic hot chocolate. And my recipe is a secret recipe (laughs) that I just developed. (laughs) If you like chocolate peanut butter cups, I highly suggest. I took a packet of, I don't know, whatever sort of hot chocolate mix we got from the health food store, uh, combined with PB2 and also Avocare makes coffee chino, which is like coffee spark. And I mixed that in with my hot chocolate. Let me tell you something. That was the best chocolate peanut butter cups I've ever had. All right. Well, that'll about wrap it up for all of us. For all two of us. (laughs) We look forward to all of you joining us next week where we'll be excited to share with you some more tips and tricks and maybe even a a running tip or so. I'm actually in a runner's rut. So if anybody can help me out and offer me some tips, I'd greatly appreciate it. Help, please. Anyway... (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Happy
1: St. Patrick's Day, everybody. happy,
0: Happy St. Patrick's Day.
1: See ya. Bye.